Back to Tesh Matters with Jeff Boggs. Phone lines are open. Reach out and touch Jeff at 367-1240. About three and a half minutes in advance of 11 o'clock. My pleasure to welcome back to the show, New Iberian Mayor, Pretty to court, uh, and really a pleasure today because we weren't certain this would happen today. That's it. No, good to be here. Good to uh, have you back, and uh, you uh, went pretty public on Tuesday at the council meeting about your uh, health scare there. Yeah, I did. I did. I think everybody needs to go to their dental hygienist as quick as they can. Uh, no, I wanted to get it out of the way. People were finding out, and you know, my attitude is make a plan, execute the plan, tell you about it after. So... Uh, it was a kind of a wild four-week ride from a dental visit to, hey, you got cancer, to, uh, hey, it's out of here. Uh, now you do some preventative radiation and you're done. So very blessed. I mean, it was stage one. It was only isolated in one spot. They took out 42 lymph nodes, and they were all clean. Uh, by all indications, that's it. So, uh, no, very blessed. Very lucky that, uh, like I said, I went to my normal dental six-month checkup and, uh, Found a little bump, and that started the show. But I just thought I should get it out there and kind of get it out the way. Very good. Well, again, happy to have you with us today. Oh, happy to be here. <laughs> and uh, we, uh, again, following uh, Tuesday night's uh, city council meeting, we'll jump into uh, a recap on it, which was dominated by discussion about Clico and pricing. But anything else uh, you want to bring about before we... Uh, Rehash Tuesday. No, let's rehash Tuesday. Okay, Clico. Let's talk yeah, about that. we might and as well talk about that one. It was uh, a discussion item. There was no action to take. And, correct. Uh, but um, what, what do you believe the city can do uh, in regard to these proposed rate hikes that Clico apparently is getting ready to go in front of the Public Service Commission? Clico is going in front of the Public Service Commissioner for a an increase. Now, coincidentally... All of their fees have been coming down, and over the steps that Clico has put in place over the last six months are actually working. And, and natural gas prices and natural gas has helped, and you know things have eased up a little bit. So those pr- their, their price is actually dropping, which is, which is good. Um, some of my council called me and said, you know, we'd like to uh, you know explore what else can we do. So there's some forms they can fill out, and we just elected that each council person can take it upon themselves to write a letter or not write a letter and fill out the form and uh, as an intervener, they call it. Um, as can any member of the public. As can any member of the public. So contacting your public service commissioner or sending in something in writing, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, to go to the next step, um, and Jeff Simon did a lot of research for us, and I was involved in some conference calls as were members of our council. You know, we don't have $200,000 to go and fight uh Clico Mm -hmm. on this rate increase, and it'd be something that happens every two to three years, so you'll never quit fighting them. Do I understand that we would win? No. I mean, you just don't know. Uh, Talking to the different groups, it is normally private businesses that go and get some relief because they're they're quantities they they are utilizing, you know, the capacity that they have to eat up electricity. Um, No one's ever seen a city do that. So cities don't normally, you know, do this. Uh, but it didn't hurt at all to have a discussion. Didn't hurt at all for everybody to get their opinions out. And won't hurt to write a letter if that's what, you know, council members want to do. So uh, that's kind of the point of that. We talked about kind of fleshing it out further and maybe trying to find some proposals of what it would take. You know, the problem is is that Clico has 
just like every other utility company. They have all the data. They have everything to their advantage. They are set up as a cost-plus contract. That's the easiest way to look at it. The whole system of every utility, all that the public service commissioner does, they never take into account if you can pay the bill. <laughs> that's not, No, that's not their thing. So they're not looking at, well, you know, because I, I love my town, but I understand my town. 28% of my population live below the poverty line, and many other people are struggling. And it, the economy's not good. So there's no doubt that people are struggling to pay all their bills. Uh, I mean, that, that's, that's life here. You know? mm-hmm. uh, so they don't look at that. All they look at were their costs fair. You know, did they document everything and everything that got them to from, you know, generating a pile to sending it to your house and every employee and piece of equipment and everything in between and all the maintenance and the storm repair, anything you can think of that has to, you know, move that power from its source to you, they get to charge for that and they get to make a profit off of that. That is all the public service commissioner does. So, you know, again, I, I wish there was a little agency that ran around and said, you know, maybe these people can't pay. But there isn't, and it's private business. So in private business, you know, you can only regulate them so far. In our world of private business, you know, I run, I own businesses. If you think my price is too high, you don't have to use me, you know. And I don't get every bid that I turn in. I would like to, but I don't. So that's, a, you know, that's just uh, supply and demand doing its thing. But with utility companies, they were given a district, given a region, own everything in that for all of the infrastructure, and then, again, all public service commissioner really does is, you know, did they cover their costs fairly? And, you know, did they not, did they, just to make sure they didn't add something that, you know, wasn't an expense. So I, I don't know where we're going to head with this. We are kind of fleshing out, looking. Um, but I don't, you know, from where I sit, I don't have $200,000 to, to, to put up for something that we might not win and something that's going to get challenged every two or three years for eternity. Yeah. Um, so the system's a little... Uh, uh, unfortunately, I don't like to say that, but it's the truth. The, the whole system's kind of really against what we're trying to do. It is very hard to go against a, a utility company. And when they own everything, you know, you can't press a magic button and say, I don't want Clico anymore. It just doesn't work that way. Um, on the flip side, I am still negotiating with Clico on the franchise agreement, <laughs> which is a whole different subject. But the, those talks are still going forward, and, and the vice president has been coming and meeting with council members, and we're looking at options on that. Uh, you know, to, to continue to negotiate that out um, while this is going on. But the two things are separate issues. So uh, that did kind of dominate. We had some other just business at the meeting, which we can go over, but that was the big discussion item for sure. Absolutely. So uh, do we know what kind of increase uh, they're looking for? It must be a public record. Huh? I don't think they filed it yet. Okay. I think that the word is they're coming for an increase, but it hasn't been filed yet. So yeah, don't know that yet, right. but we will. There you go. Yeah, you mentioned uh, otherwise uh, pretty much standard business uh, Tuesday night, uh, an ordinance amending the budget to reflect the purchase of a dump truck uh, and a couple of change orders on the Bayou Tesh Museum and uh, outstanding funds and expenses for interior work related to Act 119. Yeah, that was some money that we got from the state, and we are doing some interior work um, at the gyms. It's some painting, and it needs to be done by the end of this month. And so we moved some money around to make that happen. It was a little grant that we ended up getting last year, and the timeline is, is upon us. We couldn't do the painting and renovation work until the roofs were done. It doesn't pay to paint if you've got a bad roof. Yeah. yeah. So uh, that's kind of going down to the wire, but we had that. 
the museum, we've gotten the one point approval of the $1.3 million, which is that last phase of the Bayitesh Museum. So that's moving money around for that to get that kicked off. Um, we had a couple of little bitty small change orders at the Pepperplex. Uh, one is going to involve the credit, which is really good. The other one, we changed some uh, drain covers. You know, when you have a guy like Richard Romero who's run a ballpark, he is heading off a lot of issues and problems and the drain covers that were put in, the holes were way too big, and he was concerned out of a safety measure for kids. So we swapped those out, and I think we're going to find a spot that we can use those that we don't have. It's not in a park. You know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so we didn't get rid of them. But, uh, and he spotted a few things in the last few months as, as the park is beginning to work itself, and we're winding down this phase of construction. And, you know, as Little League is playing or as soccer's in or whatever's happening, you, you know, he's he's – a valuable resource and has a lot of input on you know how the day-to-day and there are some things that are changing you know we move playground equipment out of the foul ball field uh you know line of fire so some kid doesn't get hit with a ball and and it's just you know just as he sees because he's been there and done it so uh there, there was a couple small adjustments for the pepperplex uh we have the new sign coming the digital signs coming for the pepperplex oh for the okay that was another and that's been a really roller coaster is uh, that the were there two different digital signs there's a talk of another digital yes sign, that has there? that's private that Different. has nothing to okay. do right um and it was very complicated you know our sign is simple uh it's about a sixty-eight, seventy thousand dollar sign it's probably five foot by ten foot of the electronic part we can program it it's to be able to promote the tournaments since it's a city sign and we will own it we can put other city you know come downtown for sugar cane yeah, festival, yeah yeah you know whatever so uh we're excited about it, um, but it's about 5 by 10, and it's probably about uh, maybe 8 feet off the ground. You know, it's not a huge sign, uh, but just that sign was $68,000. Plus, i got to run the electrical to it. Um, it ended up being that it's in a floodway, <laughs> okay? And so uh, I understood flood zones. I didn't really understand, understand floodways as much as I guess I should have, according to the FEMA man. Uh, so we went through weeks of talks to be able to put the sign up. A sign. Okay. A sign. A not sign. A, not it's, a house. It's the pole. No, no. Not nothing that anybody occupies. Yeah. And we're having issues with, uh, you know, there's a private sign wanting to come, and, and there's some issues we're trying to work through with that. Um, so never saw that coming. So that took, I was worried about DOTD, and then we realized the city owned the property, and we weren't in the DOTD right away. So I was like, man, you know, clean machine, let's go. Uh, Ricky Gonsalain, our mayor pro tem, of the $100,000 that each council person got, you know, a couple years ago, he held on to 45000 and so or 30, 37 I'm sorry. So he put 37 up for the sign, and we had 30 in the allowance of the contract. So I said, cool, my sign's covered. I'll have to come back to the council for a little money for electrical, but, you know, we're getting there. Uh, then we had this, you know, FEMA snafu. That took weeks to unravel, uh, but that's been unraveled, so that's why I brought it now because I'm trying to get the sign up. Uh, you know, the contractor is finishing the project. It, 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 I was going to run out of time. So that sign's ordered and coming, but, uh, yeah, I've learned a lot about floodways, and uh, some of it seems pretty ridiculous. There you go. So uh, those uh, ordinances uh, adopted, a uh, few resolutions, and, again, mainly uh, non-contentious items. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, talk a little bit about what um, the Freetown Little Brooklyn Historic District will offer. Yeah, this is kind of cool. Um, you know, Little Brooklyn, which is off of Henry Street, where we had a ton of jazz musicians come out of that area at the turn of the century, there's still good architecture there. There's old houses. It's basically four or five families. I mean, there's more people than that, but they are some kind of families that have been there from the very beginning, it seems. 
um, that neighborhood association formed, organized. A lot of people worked hard. They're renovating houses. They're really bringing their area back. We just last year bought the lot next door to the park. And then Dustin Swear, Councilman Dustin Swear, used his $100,000 to build a pavilion in that park. Uh, so, you know, we're making improvements there. Um, we have the opportunity for another project. I'll tell you about that in a second. And so in the midst of all of this, the Neighborhood Association got together and said, you know, we think we have enough history here um, that we could be a historic district. So they applied on their own, which I'm thrilled with. A national, uh, historic. national historic district, which brings tax credits. And, and as you know, downtown, that has been a big draw to some of our latest developments. And we are constantly having inquiries. I'm working with a developer now. And I saw the state uh, made sure that those tax incentives stayed around, which is really good. Um, so all of that could spur even further, you know, development improvement. So it just landed on our desk. They were like, here, we're applying for this. So, you know, we have to approve it and sign. And, but, of course, we're for it. Uh-huh. Uh, we have another project that uh, an abandoned store would be donated to the city. They raised the funds to tear it down. And we got capital outlay money, which just got approved from last year. Uh, so we're beginning the very beginnings of the architecture because this is a weird animal. And, and you know, you, when you say yeah to everything, you get some weird stuff sometimes. So, the owner hasn't donated the property to the city. They have the money to tear it down. It's going to have to be torn down either way. The group wants to see the plans before they say we donate. Mm-hmm. And they had some plans of their own that were they were just wonderful, but they were way over the top. For what I can spend in a park, I have to think about who it's servicing. I have to think about how many people are going to use it, how big is it. You know, I can't just... Kind of a cost-benefit yeah, ratio. The, the, the sky's not the limit on every project. And we're trying to do a lot of projects. So our architects have come up with a plan, and so they're fleshing it out a little bit more. And then we'll go to a meeting that I'm hoping this doesn't happen, but, you know, sometimes you set yourself up to go to a meeting that nobody's happy, but I'm hoping that's not the case. So we're going to uh, get them to review this in the the next few weeks, I think, maybe the next month. And then uh, if that's approved, then the donation has to happen. The building gets torn down as the plans are being developed for the park. So I'm, I'm still very optimistic that all that's going to happen. And I have one little hedge bet because I have $60,000 for that uh, neighborhood association as well as the two other active neighborhood associations. So my ace in the hole, I'm going to give it away today. My ace in the hole is if they're not happy, I'm going to say, well, you can take the 60000 that I'm getting ready to give you to do something in this neighborhood, and you could hop up you know, what you don't like about the park. Mm-hmm. So that's a unique opportunity. I don't know if that's what they're going to want to do, but uh, it's going to be my offer. Uh, but I'm excited about it. I think it's fun. But, yeah, Little Brooklyn's on the move, and, and that's a good thing, you yeah. know, a really good thing. Very good. Apparently the newspaper lobby is still strong in uh, the state capitol. It is. It is. That's, uh, you know, if you have a newspaper, they will be your uh, record. You can't, uh, you're, you know, your public record. You can't. Say I'm going to use the internet. You can't say I tried. You can't say I'm going to do you know something else or the radio suffice or you know whatever. I'll go on Facebook. You can't do that. Um, so we appoint them every year, uh, and we'll continue to do so. Yeah. Again, it's a it's, you know, state law, and again, 20 years uh, after the internet has been pretty dominant. I can't believe uh, 
Yeah, and it, this has nothing to do with newspapers. Right. I, I'm a strong believer. I love my newspaper. You know? I, I, was, uh, I only recently canceled my subscription mm-hmm. because uh, I was getting less and less out of it every yeah, day. Yeah, I'm still hanging on, brother. I like reading my newspaper. Yeah. I really do. And, and, and again, I'm a big fan of print journalism, and I want that industry to be successful. But then again, when we're talking about taxpayer dollars, uh, I think there are better ways to spend them. Yeah, yeah. Well, we looked into it when I first came into office. It uh, wasn't long after that uh, our local paper kind of cut back some and made some changes. And so I said, well, you know, man, I guess, you know, uh, it's I really like the owner of the paper, Francis Wick. He owns quite a few newspapers. Great guy. And I feel for him because the newspaper is changing so fast and has changed so fast that, you know, they have a good Internet presence and they're trying to build that. And he's, you know, taking on challenges. He told me I talked to him about maybe a month ago, two months ago, and he had some really novel ideas in some other communities they were trying. There's actually some stuff I thought that might work here. Um, But he's kind of, you know, trying to morph with the way the industry's going and, and the way the world's going. But I looked into it because I said, okay, well, you know, one day, what if, what if they, we just don't have a paper? You know, what do we do? Uh, but then, then you can use the Internet and do some other things. Um, but anyway, so that's state law, and, and we're going we're gonna to buy by And I wish the paper luck. The paper's been here for Again, oh, 150 absolutely. years probably. But, uh, you know, hopefully that, uh, that's an industry that can, can morph because it's going to have to. I understand they've got a new uh, publisher over there. They and, do. Uh, they do. He worked here before. I had uh, met him before. Good guy. I had a conversation with him right before I went out. I had called to see if he could come and meet with me because, as I told him, when we did meet, I spoke at Rotary and Optimus about my road, my road uh, issue that's coming back. Um, and like I told him, you got a paper to save, and I, I love my town, but I always tell myself i got a town to save. You know, so uh, we, we have a common mission and we had a good conversation. Actually, I'll be meeting with him pretty soon uh, just to kind of look at how we can, you know, work together to, to keep keep Norbury moving. All right. Also, uh, formally accepted the financial report for uh, the fiscal year. Uh, the audit uh, that was presented a couple of meetings ago. Yeah, it was a, the meeting before. I always you could do it all the same night, but I kind of like it to percolate a little bit. I kind of like to do it. Have the presentation, everybody has it, the council has it, and then wait till the following meeting to adopt it. That's just me, just in case somebody thought of something or, you know, was jacked up about something. So, uh, but the audit had gone very well. We had two very small findings, which was down from the previous year, and our money's Better than 29. Yes. In Lafayette. Yeah, I saw that. (laughs) I saw that. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I wasn't happy with two, but uh, 29, I'd be be flipping it. But uh, anyway, so it was good, and, and we approved it. All right. The uh, next item, uh, the LCDBG Basin D Sewer System Improvement Project. Uh, where is that? That's all in Acadian Acres okay. in that area, and we're shifting all of that flow from the Cotton Street plant to the uh, what we are going to always call the new plant to the to the uh, plant on Center Street. So uh, anyway, but that's part of it. We realized from an engineering standpoint of view that there was about thirteen hundred feet that was being left out of this plan. And we thought we could come back and do it later and then realize, you know what, we can reuse some of this pipe, three or 400 feet of it. We can reuse that now. It'll be cheaper. And once we finish this giant project, we, we might have bottlenecked ourselves where we don't really have a way of any economy of scale anyway to come back and fix that later. So part of that was uh, that we're adding a little bit more to that project. Okay. And that has nothing to do with the retention pond. Uh, the work no, that's a there. whole nother. We yeah. just got so many things going. I got to, you know, they all got numbers. Gotcha. Numbers and names. Uh, but that project's moving forward. We're, I'm excited about that project. 
Very good. I think we already talked about the pepperplex uh, issues yes. there. Yes. Uh, a couple of those. And, uh, again, uh, it's one of these things, too, that, you know, it's a bitter pill, but you got to swallow the grass cutting for DOTD. We do. We do. And it's fun. The, uh, the mayor, Bruce Ord, kind of headed up. Uh, I belong to the Midside City. We have a conference every year, and, and it fits in that, in that picture, that size. Um, and everybody across the board, small cities, big cities, you know, everything in between are complaining that, you know, it's a losing money proposition. If you don't cut it, though, you're not doing your citizens a service, and, and all your main thoroughfare is going to look like hell. So you have to cut it. Uh, but they don't pay even to cover our costs. So there's a movement going on, and, and I don't know how far they're going to get. They try and, you know, session ends today. But we're trying to get where we at least get paid our cost. Yeah. And we're bad, but not nearly, I shut up about it, not nearly <laughs> as bad as I realized that, you know, Broussard has 90 running through the middle of it. When you start talking to other towns and looking at what they're losing compared to what we are, you know, it just compounds on you exponentially because you got more linear footage. Yeah, I've never heard parish government deal with the same issue. Is, is it something different for them that they don't have to deal with 90? or? Yeah, I think they do. Okay. I think they do. But uh, so anyway, all the cities have kind of banded together and are lobbying to say, you know, at least cover our cost. Um, but for now, you know, I'll take whatever I can get because I'm going to cut it anyway. There you go. Introduced a few ordinances that are up for uh, debate on June 20th along with public hearings and um, any uh, the American Rescue Plan Act funds, uh, anything uh, specific in that? That we were changing. We had a little money left over from the splash pad in West End Park. I don't want that money to leave West End Park. We have huge challenges with the school we bought. So that just transferred the, it, it's not a big balance, but that just transferred that over and fill out those reports. Everything's got to be just so. So that just transferred that money from the splash pad to uh, Park Elementary. Gotcha. And uh, looks like Roderick Park getting a few new benches. Yeah, we got another grant for some benches. It's kind of just a pass through. So that'll be the last load of benches. I have ten grand in the budget to do some more landscaping there that has never been done, and we'll probably that'll happen in the fall. And then we have maybe one more, few more little touches to do. But it's just about finished, and it's a city park now, so we take care of it, and you know it's ours. All right. And uh, well, speaking of the detention pond project, uh, you do have uh, ordinance in regard to it too. But again, just amending the budget. Correct, correct. That's just moving the money around. And, and we also are applying for a grant. Uh, I always hedge my bet, and I try to talk about a project when i got a way to pay for it, all right, and when I'm pretty sure it's going to work, okay? But in most cases, then I run around behind and say, okay, how can I hedge my bet? So we actually have a grant out we're trying to get for some of that retention pond uh, cost. I don't know if it's going to be successful. But you move your money around. You know you're going to do your project. We purchased the property. We are proceeding with the engineering, and that secures our money so that we can put it out to bid and do the project. If we get lucky and get a grant, well, then that lets me shift some of those dollars back into that drainage fund that I can go fix some other problem. But as, as often as I can, I really try to say, okay, this is path A. Now let's back up. You know, don't take the easy way and say it's done. Let's find another way because that's, you know, a, a way to – Leverage those tax dollars even further. Gotcha. And uh, after that, uh, Kevin Zerang offered the uh, budget to actual report uh, for the fiscal year ending April 30th. Yeah, that put us 50% on just about everything, and, and we're there. You know, I mean, it's not uh, terrible. There were some questions and comments about the garbage fund, but 
it's it's I think we're going to be fine. We had a contract for 20 years that was unheard of that the people only got paid with the tax collected. No other fund has ever had that, and I don't know any other city that ever had that. Well, no one would sign that again. It's a miracle that happened the first time. That was uh, Ted Hike did that when he was the city attorney. Well, man, more power to him because I don't know, uh, you know. And, and you had a nice local contract, or at did. least with one of those. We did, and a lot of that, I think, came into play. Yeah. But uh, that'll never happen again. So now we have a contract that, you know, we owe what we owe and we collect what we collect, like everything else. But it's, it's very close to breaking even. I mean, it's not a lot of money. Uh, and, and the year's still young, so I think we'll be fine. But a couple of council people pointed that out and just we had a little discussion about it, that it was no longer the same contract. Uh, and it's not. But we bid that out. We took the cheapest bidder because that's what you do in government. You you. Uh, qualify your bidders and if they all qualified you have to take the cheapest one that's what we did and we've worked through some issues and it's it's getting better there's still some issues uh it's more the yard waste than the garbage cans uh but we're dealing with that uh but anyway so that was the only really budget discussion that we had was you know just to be cautious that at some point in our future the garbage could cost more and it could it could it could cost more than we collect and if it does then I don't mean to be flippant. That fits in like Parks and Rec. That fits in like sewer. That fits in like uh, the police and the fire department and everything else that doesn't quite cover all the cost, and the rest of that comes out of the general fund. All right. You don't anticipate, and I know mm-hmm. uh, you're looking forward to October's uh, election where ho- you hope the citizens will uh, redirect uh, current tax to something one more else. Time. One more time. But you don't see uh, ever looking for a tax to help this garbage fund. I don't. Yeah, I don't. I think that we what we have in a tax for it is adequate. And if we have to subsidize a little bit, we just have to. I mean, but I don't think that's something I would go after. You know, the roads are something that we don't have another solution. This is the last time I'll try this. It's not a new tax burden, uh, as we've talked about before. And over the summer and the fall, you'll see we're going to put some advertising out and kind of approach it much differently than we did before. We're working behind the scenes on all that now. But this is my my last effort, because I don't know what to do after that, of a way to spend another 12 to $15 million. And one thing that's happened in the road program, due to weather, due to material supply shortages, but in the end, just do because the contractor can pick. We don't dictate means and methods. If you're doing a road project and you got 365 days, I can't tell you what to go do. So finally... While the road program is kind of winding down, the concrete will happen all this year. The asphalt is starting to wind down. It's kind of fun that finally people are, you know, complimentary of it. People are saying, oh, well, you really are doing this street. Or, you know, like right now they're prepping Bank, they're prepping Front Street, they're prepping Indes. People see us patching. And what they don't understand, I mean, I got calls on this every day. You patch the potholes. Can we do that on uh Charles Street uh, by Torito Village. Yeah, some, of, this some of Charles is getting done. Some there there is a car is size. Done. There is, I know that. Man. Some of Charles Street is getting done, not all of it. But basically you patch it, then you come and eat it up with the asphalt grinder and remill the road. Then you put your new surface on. That way it's all level yeah. and the same and, you, and the pothole doesn't telegraph back through. You fix that, you know, breach. So, uh, but finally, people are starting to understand that these streets, you know, everything we said we were going to do is being done. I am hoping that that's a help because we have some people who said, I voted no because you didn't do my street yet. Or, you know, this is the way I go to church and, and, you know, you haven't fixed it yet. 
So I'm hoping that that translates that if you want another 12, 12 to $15 million worth of road work of what we have just finished, uh, you know, this is your path. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see. We're trying. There you go. Ain't giving up. I uh, did catch the council remarks, but I uh, saved uh, any other remarks apart from your initial announcement at the start of the meeting. Any um, uh, announcements you offered up at the council meeting? Not many. You know, we talked about how Memorial Day had gone very well and mm-hmm. how, you know, it had a really good turnout, and I was very proud of that. Yeah, they were very pleased. There. Yeah, and the murals finished in the back. Now, now the memorials, what, what I, what in my head I thought of and what I sketched, I don't know, two, two and a half years ago, is finished now, okay? Uh, the, the little flags on the back and the signage were the last two things. I was glad to see the last load, the current load of bricks ordered came in, and we got those down too. So that was really good. Uh, we talked about that. Um, I'm drawing a blank. I don't remember, you know, what else, but uh, it was good. Any other project updates uh, you want to offer? Uh, Marina behind City Hall is almost done. If you go to Facebook, they put the big sign up today. And they're putting the flagpole, and they're kind of wrapping that up so that they can go. The same contractor will start Felicity's Landing, which everybody, if you remember, gives us uh, boat access from a regular-sized boat, two sets of stairs, will help us get a tour boat. Uh, That's going on. I have a meeting at 2.30 with the uh, former mayor, my good friend, uh, Eric Martin from St. Martinville. Mm-hmm. Well, I haven't seen or heard of Eric yeah, in quite I, some I time. Yeah, I talked to him. He's a great good guy. Good guy. Uh, you know, the, I'll say it wrong, but the Tour de Fete, the religious procession that goes in the Bayou and goes from, they're going from Franklin to St. Martinville. They've done this other year. Yes. We're talking about now that we have, all, it happens in August, now that we have all these facilities on the Bayou, which is exactly what, uh, you know, I'm, I'm hoping for, that uh, a good portion of it would stop here and make a, a big thing in New Iberia that we haven't done before. Um, I'm talking to some marina people uh, about some advertisements to promote that we have this and uh, talking to some boat show people and uh, boat dealers to try to put something together in the fall. But that could be our first big event. They were talking like 100 boats. I'd be thrilled with that. Um, but those projects are going. Pepperplex is still ongoing, and it's, it's going very well. Capital Outlay, I have been working uh, diligently with Fred Mills and, uh, well, our whole team, you know, all of them. Uh, going back and forth on our capital outlay, that session ends today. I'm very curious to see what we end up with. Uh, we have some money for some park projects that would be carried over from last year. And then we have money for the, uh, we're hoping for the Pepperplex to go with another phase of the Pepperplex and kind of finish the things that we couldn't. And then uh, they're going to give me, it's not going to be enough, and I'm just going to take it and be nice. They're going to give me, more money, us, the city, more money for the frontage road, but they jacked the price up on us. Mm-hmm. It's now $4.6 million. So I had half a million in cash that I've been squirreling away. Uh, MPO has $1.5 million, so that's $2 million. They're going to give uh, the city a million to go toward that. That's $3 million, but we're still over a million dollars short. And that's going to be probably priority five. I'm not knocking it, but that means it's, you know, a couple, yeah. a couple years away. Uh, and that's that's been a frustrating thing because if we could get that frontage road, the city could develop those 12 acres that it has right at the, the mouth of it, if you will. Uh, but anyway, so we're praying and hoping that the capital outlay holds with what I've seen so far. Um, and we'll take whatever we get. I'm not greedy. But uh, I've been working very hard with the whole delegation, and that uh, has been a good experience. You know, Bo, Blake, Marcus. Uh, as I said, Fred Mills, and we've been going back and forth quite often on the phone, and uh, which happens every year. 
just to try to uh, get what we can. There you go. Uh, going back to uh, the bayou and uh, the infrastructure along it, uh, good to see the kayak dock has got a neat uh, event coming up tomorrow yes. and Saturday. was really glad to see that. And that's what we're going to have. You know, I needed to put everything needs to be in place. And Felicity's Landing is the last piece to, to let everybody get down, come downtown, eat, you know, go to a bar, go to a restaurant, go to a shop. Um, we had a guy with a houseboat who stayed for two weeks. He's our first little tie-up guy, and he stayed for about two weeks, and he's doing the entire Bayou Tesh. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I had some good conversations with him of where he had been so far, and he's going to stop on the way back and kind of debrief him so that we can see what we need to do. But, uh, you know, those are the things we're, we're shooting for. Those are the kind of, of recreational opportunities for our existing citizens and tourist-based things that, you know, we think will be coming. Um, so I'm excited about it, but it, uh, it's good to see that people are beginning to catch on and use it. Very good. Anything else you want to add before uh, no. we let you go? I think I'm done. Always a pleasure. Appreciate you coming by. We'll uh, talk to you in a couple of weeks. Thank you, man.